Hey everybody, this is Pastor Court Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. If you have a Bible today, you can turn with me very quickly to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 11, Proverbs 11, and I want to read uh, verse beginning in verse 24. Proverbs 11 and beginning in verse 24. I'm continuing from last week on sowing and reaping. A continuation of this lesson. And uh, looking forward to what the Lord would have to say this morning. Amen. Proverbs chapter 11 beginning in verse 24. When you have it, just say, I got it. Listen to what the writer says. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meet, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also in himself. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more the wicked and the sinner. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about sowing. And reaping today. May God add his blessing to the word, and you may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. That's Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. And if you would allow me, I want to read this scripture again to you, but I want to read it to you in the English Standard Version. I want to read this scripture again to you in this, this format. It says, Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy. And lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the one who sells in time of need. If you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. (laughs) Trust in your money and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in spring. Those who bring trouble on their families inherit the wind, and the fool will be a servant to the wise. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. Let me read that again. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, what will happen to wicked sinners? Amen. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. I want to uh, just kind of almost restart this from a different perspective on this Sunday, as I did last Sunday. 
And I want to give you, uh, I want to give you what your seeds are. Like, like what are my, what seeds am I sowing in my life? And I want to give you three types of seeds. Three types of seeds. These seeds are thoughts, words, and actions. Somebody say three types of seeds. My thoughts, my words, and my actions. My thoughts are seeds that are planted in my mind. My words are seeds that I plant with my voice. I speak things. And, of course, what I do, the actions that I take, these are seeds that I'm sowing into my life. I'm sowing into others' lives. I'm sowing into my family. I'm sowing into my children. I'm sowing into my marriage. I'm sowing into my job. I'm sowing into my success. These are seeds that I sow with my thoughts, my words, and my actions. These, these seeds will grow. If tended to, these seeds will grow. The Bible tells us that we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because your mind is a very fertile place. Amen? Your mind is fertile ground. One thought can ruin your day. Can I get one amen? One thought. One, you could be having the best morning of your life, be chirpy, run around the house singing songs, little blue jays flying around your head, singing kumbaya and akuna matata, whatever it is you sing, <laughs> whatever Disney song is your favorite. And one thought can into your mind, one single seed. And your mind is so fertile that before you can finish your cup of coffee, you've already gone down, your song is gone, your spirit is vexed, the day has already become gloomy. Because when you sow a seed in your mind, it grows quickly. It's like bamboo. You can watch it grow. And before lunchtime, that thought has controlled your whole day. It's controlling how you interact with others. It's controlling how you're living at work. It's controlling how you are talking on the phone with customers. It's, it's controlling everything. One thought. Because the seed of your mind, the seed of the mind grows very quickly. So we have to protect our mind. Amen? We have to protect our mind. And our words. The Bible says, so a man thinketh, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if you get it in your head, it's not going to be much longer. It's probably going to come out in your words. If you're thinking it, you're probably going to wind up saying it. And now you got two witnesses. The voice in your head and your voice. And out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. You've established it because you said it. And when you sow that word, when you sow that seed, the word that you speak in your head, you sow into your ground. But when those words leave your mouth, you sow that seed into someone else's mind now. Now you're sowing that seed, whether it be good or bad, into someone else's life. 
And so now you've sown the seed not only in yourself, but you've sown the seed in others. And those words coming out of your mouth will eventually become actions that come out of your hands. And every seed that is sown is falling on some kind of soil. You know, when you read in the New Testament about the sower and the seed, the Bible says that Jesus tells him a story. He said, let me tell you a story about the sower and the seed. If you know anything about sowing, you, you realize that this guy who Jesus is talking about is not really a good sower because the Bible says that some fell on stony ground and some fell by the wayside and some fell on packed ground and some fell on good ground. And I just, when I think about that, I think about that sower, man, he's just sowing seed. This guy has no rhyme or reason. I mean, if you're going to take time to sow seed, sow it in good ground. But the Bible says this guy is obviously just out there just throwing seed. He's throwing it everywhere. He's getting it, he's getting the seed everywhere, even in places that he knows it's probably not going to grow there because if he's a sower, he understands seed and harvest and reaping, but he's just throwing seed because he's not paying attention to where it's landing because the power is not in the sower. The power is in the seed. This is, what, this is what happens when people say, well, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Just because you don't think you had the power, the seed is what had the power. Well, I didn't mean that. I didn't, that wasn't my intention. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. When you sowed that seed, the seed had the power, not the sower. So I'm not, I'm not only apologizing for my actions, but I'm apologizing for the power of the seed that I sowed. It's the same way when we talk about church and the gospel of Jesus Christ. On a Sunday morning, I'm not here to preach to the church. If all I do is throw seed in the, night, in the nice organized rows of this church, then that's all we're ever going to have, what's ever in those rows. But I just throw the seed everywhere. I preach to the whole place. If all I do is clothesline preach, some, and some people like that, some people like when the preacher just preaches about what we don't do. You know, they want to hear that good, hard preaching. Preach it hard, pastor. Well, no, I'm not. If that's what you want, this ain't the place for you. Because I don't sow the seed in perfect rows. If you want that, come on Wednesday night. If you want that, say, pastor, I need to learn about this. Sit down with me and show me this. And then I'll sow the seed in perfectly nice, neat rows. But the Bible says the sower didn't do that. The sower threw it everywhere. Because if all I do is plant it in nice, neat rows, that's all we're ever going to have. You say, well, the church might grow. Yeah, but it's going to grow with people just like us. People just like us just want to come here. We have a whole church full of people just like us. Now, that may be what you want, but it ain't what God wants. I guarantee you that. God is not pleased with that. You may be pleased with it. It may feel good to you. It may feel good to them, but it don't feel good to God. God does not want that. God did not come and die so that we could all get together, look alike, dress alike, smell alike, all stand in one room and hoorah about what we don't do. That's sad. It is really sad. And God is not pleased with it. And if we do that, it's just going to look the same. But Jesus says, that the sower threw the seed everywhere. 
He threw it on good ground. He threw the seed on bad ground. He knew it was bad ground, but he threw the seed anyway. He knew, he knew this is rocky ground, but he threw seed on it anyway. Because you never know, the power is not in the sower. The power is in the seed. And you never know what's going to grow. And so we preach to all men, to all races, all creeds, all colors, all places. We throw the seed on all ground because we don't know. The power is not in the sower. The power is in the seed. It may grow there. And if it does, look, now our borders are widened. And the field grows if the seed takes. The cares of life, the Bible said the cares of life spring up. But there's people who are sowed in good ground that the cares of life come and grab. Because the cares of life at one point were seeds as well. Everybody say this with me. Every weed was a seed. Just because you got weeds in your garden doesn't mean something magically happened. No, those are all seeds. Every weed that grows in the garden was a seed at some point. Who, who, sold, the, who sold the weed? Who's out sowing dandelions? I saw a, a, a meme a while back. It was of a kid blowing the dandelion deals, and it was like some idiot kid blew a dandelion in my yard, and now, you know, and it's just fun to do, but what you're doing is you're sowing weeds. That's a weed in your hand. And when you blow it, oh, it's so pretty. All you're doing is spreading weeds. And a lot of us do that in our life. Oh, it's so pretty. And we're just spreading weeds. Oh, it's fun to do. Look, it's fun. You're just spreading weeds. Ain't going to hurt nobody. But it's spreading weeds. Every weed was a seed. It just didn't miraculously happen. Something brought that seed here. Wind, life, circumstance, issues, family. Every weed was a seed and every, every crop was a seed. It all starts the same way. The power is in the seed. So we have to be careful when we sow our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Because you may not have bad intentions. Are you hearing me right now? Is this good to somebody? I may not have bad intentions, but the seed is powerful. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I don't know if you guys heard about this guy in California who, who went into the Redwoods and, and he found a, a, a sequoia, like a pine cone. Do you know what a sequoia tree is? They call them the Redwoods. They grow like 350 feet high. I mean, you can drive a truck through the, the base of them. They're massive trees. But the seed of a sequoia is smaller than a kernel of corn. And, and this dude, some random dude, was like, I am going to plant a sequoia in my front yard. Because I think they're awesome. This is a true story. Go, just Google it. Dude plants sequoia. Just, just do that. So he goes on his front yard, and he's in the neighborhood. He goes in the front yard, and he plants a sequoia seed, a little tiny seed. I mean, it's so tall, so small. I wish I had a picture of one. That would have been super cool. If I'd have been on top of my game, I'd have had one. I don't have one. Sorry. Um, he plants this small seed in his front yard. Ten years later, he's being fined because the tree is massive. 
and it tore up all the plumbing and all the sewer for the whole, for the whole neighborhood. It grew through power lines and everything. Now he's paying. It literally lifted his neighbor's houses off of their foundations. No joke, just, 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 just Google it. Ruined the whole neighborhood. And the tree's like, in 10 years, it's already like 25 feet tall. But the root system is just through the whole neighborhood. And somebody's thinking, bruh, what were you thinking? I thought it'd be cool. But sometimes we do the same thing. I thought this would be, you know, it's so small, it's so insignificant, I think it'd be cool, and we affect so many people because the power wasn't in me, the power was in the seed. And I can do that, I can do that for good, or I can do that for bad. Remember last week we talked about moral, amoral, and immoral? I choose which ground that goes into. I choose that deed. And the same thing as being in the kingdom of God and a small seed sown can affect the whole family, can affect the whole community. One person receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost in a family could change the entire destiny of that family. Amen. But one word misspoken. One word spoken anger can ruin your kids for years. Amen. Am I, okay? Am I okay this morning? My thoughts, my words, my actions, they are seeds that are sown, and I cannot estimate what it will be. I cannot estimate the power of that seed. For me to try to estimate the power of that seed is erroneous. I cannot. I don't know what it will do. I don't know how it will grow. I don't know because the power is not in me. The power is in the seed or the deed. Amen. The Bible tells us that we should sow liberally. That we should give liberally. But I want you to see both sides of this knife. Because sowing and reaping is a double-edged sword. If you want to sow good, the Bible tells us that if you give freely, you become more wealthy. When you sow good, it reaps benefits into your life. The more open your hand is, the more full your cupboards will be. And whatever you sow, it shall return. It. What, what, you, do you need time? Sow time. Do you need more energy? Sow energy. Do you need love? Sow love. Do you need encouragement? Who are you encouraging? Come on, somebody. If you're in a marriage right now and you need your significant other to say something nice about you, say something nice about them. Create the culture. It's a seed. It may not happen immediately, but it'll grow. Give and it. It shall be given. You need money? So money. You need hope, so hope. You need peace, so peace. Because the Bible tells us that for the man who gives freely, he will become more wealthy, and the one who is stingy will lose everything. And the generous will prosper. 
and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Who have you refreshed lately? How many need refreshing? I, I know I do. I'm going to raise my hand first. I need refreshing. And so who am I refreshing? Because if I refresh others, there is a biblical principle that I will also be refreshed. And the Bible says people will curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the ones who sell in time of need. When I was just a young teenager, Hurricane Fran. How many remember, remember Hurricane Fran? Anybody here remember Hurricane Fran? I, Hurricane Fran literally came right through our city and just de devastated. We were out of power for three weeks. I took a shower on the back porch in a, like a trash can. People in the church would bring their trash cans and fill them with water. We had no water, had no power. It was, it was a mess. For three weeks, Hurricane Fran, it knocked down about 15 trees in my dad's yard. We spent weeks and months cleaning up. Half the city was out of power. Hurricane Fran was a mess. Well, about the first week of just people just being frantic, this guy shows up from Fayetteville. Fayetteville is a city near uh, where my town is called Spring Lake. And there's a guy in Fayetteville had an ice company. And he came into Spring Lake. Like he knew half of Spring Lake was devastated. I mean, half the city had no power, no, no water, and the other half was just like under trees. People's cars were destroyed. It was a mess. And so this guy comes in from Fayetteville, and he sets up in this huge lot in Spring Lake, and he starts selling like five-pound bags of ice for $10. And people are lined up buying these, this ice, for, you know, because the refrigerators weren't running, and they needed ice to keep their food cold. And so he's selling these bags of ice that, that are normally a dollar, dollar fifty. He's selling these bags of ice, probably back then, 75 cents. He's selling them for $10 a bag. And people are lined up. Well, there was a guy in Spring Lake, had a small ice company. And he drove by and saw this. He saw this happening. So he went down to his shop and got every bit of ice he could get, loaded it on his truck and a trailer. Pulled in beside this guy, literally right beside him, pulled in right beside him, put a big sign out on the end of his truck, said free bags of ice. Of course, everybody lined up. They were getting free bags. They got in a little argument. God was mad. And he was like, look, you know, you shouldn't do this. You're, 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 you know, you're ruining people. You are making profit off of people's demise. And finally, the guy who was selling it for $10, he just finally packed his stuff up, and he drove away mad, angry. But that guy who had that little old ice company, he's still in Spring Lake right now, and he's got a big ice company. Because back when I was 14 years old, a long time ago, many, many, many moons ago, this guy decided to be generous when someone else was being a hoarder. And people blessed him and cursed the other guy. That's what that looks like in time of need. But blessed to the one who sells in time of need. He said, if you look for good, you will find favor. If you look, oh, I, I thought somebody said a sequoia seed was on the back. Uh, I was going to show that to you. Brother Gary was helping me out back there. Bible says, if you search for good, you will find favor, but if you search for evil, it will find you. Ooh. Well, I, I guess not. Okay. If you're looking for evil, it'll find you, and if you're looking for good, you will find favor. It said, trust in your money, and you will go down. 
Anybody ever done that before? Lord help us. But godly, but the godly flourish like leaves in spring. Those who bring trouble on their families inherit the wind. Be careful, sir. Be careful, ma'am. Do not bring trouble into your families because you will inherit the wind and the fool will be a servant to the wise. And the seeds of good become a tree of life and a wise person wins friends. If you've never read, if you've never read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, you need to read that book. It is a great book. But a wise person knows how to win friends. And if the righteous are rewarded here on earth, then how much more so the wicked and the sinners? Let's, let's read before I'm, before I'm finished today, and I'm almost done. Before I'm finished today, I want you to read with me 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to begin in verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. When you have it, just say, I got it. He said, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. This is also English Standard Version as well. He said, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Listen, don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. This is why we don't do pressure offerings at Truth Chapel, because it's unbiblical. Who will give a thousand? Who will give two? We're not leaving until we get 15. Nay, nay. If anybody ever tries to do that at Truth Chapel, I will pull a coattail. That is unbiblical. It's not, by, the Bible tells us not to do that. Specifically, do not pressure give. I'm going to bring to you a need, a direction, and a word. And if you give, that's up to you. Because if I pressure you, I may get some money out of you. But if God puts it in your heart, he'll get a sacrifice out of you. And you're going to be more blessed with a sacrifice than, than just giving something because someone made you give. We don't do pressure giving here at Truth Chapel. The Bible says, for God loves a person who gives Cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need. And plenty left over to share with others. Somebody say, my leftovers are for others. Not to hoard, not to pile. But if I got something left over, it's for others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered Forever, Verse 10, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer. It's so good. And then bread to eat. In the same way he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. You will be enriched so that you can be generous. If you're blessed, you're blessed so you can be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, 
they will thank God. Two things here I want to point out in these scriptures is this. God, in verse 10, God is the one who provides the seed. Somebody say, he's the Lord of the harvest. He's the Lord of the seed too. Because the seed is in the harvest. What I sow next comes in the harvest. Are you getting it? Is that if he's Lord of the harvest, then by default, he's also Lord of the seed. It's his seed to begin with. The Lord provides the seed for the farmer. The seed is in the harvest. When I glean, if I eat all that I glean, how can I sow? This was before Tractor Supply Company. This was before Lowe's and Home Depot. If us, when, when Jesus is, 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 is setting these principles in place and Paul is writing to this church, that there is no supply house, there's no greenhouse, there's no farmer's market. Every sower, if he wants to sow next season, he cannot eat all of his grain. He must open his hand and release some of the harvest back in as seed. The Lord gave me seed in the harvest. So it's the Lord's harvest and it's the Lord's seed. If you have it left over, sow it. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. He's Lord over the seed. He's Lord over the harvest. And he says, just so you know, I bless you. I give you great harvest of generosity so you can be generous. The greatest sower is God. Here's what he sows into us. He sows into us generosity. Here's what he wants to get out of us. Generosity. Every seed that God sows into me, he's sowing it into me because he desires generosity to grow out of me. This is what he meant when he says the husbandman come to the vineyard and he comes to the vine and, he, and he, he's like, there's no, there's no fruit on the vine. The, the owner of the field come, comes to the vine and he says, there's no fruit on the vine. And he speaks to the husbandman. He said, hey, here's what I want you to do. Cut that vine out. Just cut it off at the root and burn it. And the husbandman says, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Give me a year. Let me dig it and dung it. Let me fertilize it. Let me, let me try to revitalize it. He said, then at the end of the year, if there's no fruit on it, if it doesn't produce, then, 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 then I'll, I'll gladly take it and I will cut it and I will, I will burn it. And the husbandman tells him, you have one year. And when God sows into you, and there's not a person in this room that can raise their hand and say, you know what, God ain't sowed nothing into me. Every one of us right now are recipients of God's grace. If we're sitting here breathing air, have health in our bodies, got a couple dollars in the bank, got a couple cars sitting in the driveway, got lights, just hit the light, come on. 
If you woke up this morning and turned that left knob and hot water came out, you're blessed. Because 95% of the known world can't do that. You know you see what I'm saying? You, you got to focus on how he's, he's, he's sown into me. Generosity. And he is the great sower. And he wants a harvest out of me. So my harvest has to be generosity. Or he'll come and say, hey, wait, 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 wait. Uh, this ain't growing. This, there's no fruit on this vine. I, I wanted grapes, and, and that's not what's here. We see it when Jesus went to the fig tree, and it was beautiful, and it was green, and it looked awesome. And Jesus went because he was hungry, and, and he went to pick, and there was no figs. And he said, I cursed this tree. And the disciples watched the tree just wither away. Leaves fell off. And they were like, oh, good gracious. And he turned to me, he said, are, are you sad for the tree? He said, the tree was supposed to grow fruit. And it looked like it did. It looked the part, but it had no fruit. It looked right, but it had no fruit. And he said, I, I, I can't stand something that will work on its looks, but not work on its fruit. And some of us are so busy trying to look good. But we got no fruit. But as long as we look good, I can fool the pastor. I can fool you. I can fool my family. I can fool my wife. I can fool my kids. And I, my, all my energy is focused on me looking right but not doing right. He said, that will be cursed. He said, but I gave to you. Yes, in verse 11. Yes, you will be enriched in every way. So that you can always be generous. He said, I'll bless you in every way. Every point of your life. I will bless you. But I'm blessing you so that you can sow into others. And you can sow into the kingdom. And some of y'all need to sow into yourself. Sow into yourself. You need to sow. Open your hand. Let it go. Because if you do, if you do, you'll get back what you put in the ground. And there's people, listen, we, we all have people in our life that are just aggravating. And we, we know that that's not good ground. We know that it's a struggle to deal with them. It's a struggle to live with them sometimes. It's a struggle to be nice to people who ain't got no idea how to be nice back or maintain. We all have people in our life that we know this is a wasted smile. This is a wasted encouragement. This is a wasted effort. They're not going to get it. But God said, hey, listen, stop thinking the power is in you. The power is in that seed. Just sow the seed. <laughs> you never know what God will do. You never know. It could actually take root and mess that whole thing up. Before you know it, the whole neighborhood's messed up because that thing is powerful. The power's not in you. The power's in the seed. Oh, well, she ain't going to do right. Sow the seed anyway. Well, he's been this way for 10 years. He ain't going to do right. Sow the seed anyway. Well, I don't think they're ever going to come back to church. Sow the seed anyway. Well, they're an addict, and you know how addicts are. They never Sow the seed anyway. I just don't think that he gets it. Sow the seed anyway. I don't think that she's serious. Sow the seed anyway. Stop thinking 
The power is in the sower. The power is in the seed. Let it go. Somebody let it go today. Let the seed go because God has great plans. Let the seed go because the power is in the seed. Give generously. Encourage. Love. Give of your time. Give of your effort. Give of your energy. Give of your finances. Give of your ability. And God said, I will bless you in every facet so that you can be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me today? The farmer who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. And the farmer who sows generously shall reap generously. You have the choice today. You don't really have a choice on the power of the seed. You don't. You can't control what the seed will do or what the seed won't do. All you can control is the quantity. You control the quantity of seed. If you sow generously, you will reap generously. But if you sow sparingly, you shall reap sparingly. And if you don't sow at all, don't go out to the field and say why. Something will grow in that field, but it'll be weeds. And you have to remind yourself, when did I sow these? Because every weed is a seed. When did I sow these? When did I sow the weeds? I don't remember sowing the weeds. No, no, no. Your inability to move, your inability to sow, your inability to do anything. There is no such thing as an empty field. You can go out right now and buy the most powerful plow tractor you want to buy, and you can make that, you can go and you can plow and you can make it look pristine and beautiful. But it will not stay that way. You can go home and forget about it for a month and say, oh, yeah, hey, now I'm going to go back out there and plant me some seed. Uh, no, you won't. Because in a month, it's going to be covered again. It's going to be covered. It's going to be covered in weeds, and you have to do it all over again. Plow again. Plow again. Doing nothing, doing nothing is a lie from hell. You're doing something. You're doing something. You're either sowing weeds or you're sowing seeds, but you're sowing something. Something will grow in that ground. Saying, well, you know, I'm just going to hang back here and not do a thing. That's an illusion. You're either leading bad or you're leading good, but you're leading. You're either giving bad or you're giving good, but you're giving. You're either growing bad or you're growing good, but you're growing. Doing nothing is an impossibility. If there's ground, something's going to grow. I choose to plant seeds. Of righteousness. And you know what? My seeds of righteousness may grow up right beside a weed. That's okay. In the threshing. Let's go back a couple weeks. In the threshing. The threshing will take care of that. I don't have to worry about that. I'm not going to sit here and ruin my whole life because of a couple weeds grew in my beautiful garden. No, no, no. The threshing floor. Which God has a plan for that. God already put something in place for all of that. I am just going to worry about what I sow. I'm going to sow. I'm going to sow generously.
Why? Because I've been blessed generously. God has sown into my life, and he's expecting a harvest out of me. Would you lift your voice? God, I thank you. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless, and have a great rest of your day.